0: To Raise the Bar, a monthly podcast by Gymnastics New South Wales. My name is Kate, and here with journalist and gymnastics superfan Gemma, we will be chatting with gymnastics athletes, coaches, and experts to help you raise the bar on your coaching journey. Today's topic how to support your athletes at competition. Gemma, who are we talking with today?
1: Hey, Kate, today we've got rhythmic superstar Danny LeRae. She competed at the 2000 Sydney Olympics and went on to coach multiple athletes to the highest levels. She's also the founder of Loray Gymnastics, which has five clubs across Sydney.
0: Amazing. I cannot wait to hear this chat.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's coached athletes at all levels. So I really think danny has got some great ideas to share with us.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll hand it over to Danny.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: One of the situations coaches are now finding themselves in is that they're taking athletes to competitions who haven't been to a comp at all, a major comp, or who haven't been to a major comp in a while. Uh, So how do you prepare them for the extra factors that aren't there during training? Like it can be a lot for some people to take in. What are you doing? Yeah, it is
2: kind of like a... So we're in a little it is in a bit of a strange territory at the moment because we've had this long extended period where things just haven't been normal. So it's almost like trying to remember what it was like to be in competing because you know you 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 kind of start in the sport and usually start at a really young age. And it's just part and parcel of what you do and you have so many comps every year and then you have an off season where you train and then it all happens again and it just kind of keeps going. And then all of a sudden we just have this like stop where none of that has happened properly for the last two years. So it is really daunting um, to come back after that and to try to compete again. It's almost like you need to remember how to compete. So like going through and just reminding, you know, the judges will be here, um, the announcer will be over there, your parents will be in the audience, this is where you'll walk on the floor. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, talking through how it will work again and just trying to remember that and visualise that. Even setting up your gym, you know, in a training environment but setting it up like a competition, probably having a lot more little practice competitions Um, back in training so we sort of at the moment we have like Friday nights which is like competition night so bring your leotard and you get one shot you don't get to go on and it didn't go right and can I do it again no it's like competition so we warm up like competition we get ready like competition there's an order like competition and we compete and just kind of getting a little bit more of that back in that sounds great to the gyms
1: yeah you've been an athlete yourself you know, how, how does it look to support an athlete before the big day even begins?
2: Yeah, I think that's really important, like trying to prepare the best you can for competition. And you can't ever prepare for um, things that happen that you didn't expect. That was actually one of the things that I said to uh, the team that I coached at the Commonwealth Games in 2018. I actually walked in um, the day of the competition and I said, you know what, today we're going to have a motto, which is expect the unexpected.
1: And how do coaches create that kind of supportive environment in a club when they're teaching and training um, on a day-to-day basis? What does that look like to be supportive as a coach?
2: Yeah, I think um, always like you can, like there's different stages of training as well when you're preparing. So you may be in a stage where you stop the music, you start again. Um, If you, you know, if you're making a consistent mistake, you just want to get that out of the system and keep doing that section of the routine and then there comes a point where it's like we're not going to do that anymore like whatever happens you need to start to train and prepare um, as you were doing competition and then it's more of a like okay so you know you imagined yourself doing the routine at competition and you made all these mistakes and then being reflective with why that happened you know and might be like well I actually thought about that really hard throw that was coming up And then I made a silly mistake because I wasn't actually concentrating on what I was doing that in that spot when I was already thinking 10 steps ahead. So just trying to teach all those little things, because that generally is what happens when you get to competition that you start to panic and think, oh, my gosh, this routine's going really well, but I've got this really hard stroke and that's coming up at the end of the routine. And then you just make some silly mistake that you would never make and you couldn't even train for you might just drop the apparatus out of nowhere because you were already too far ahead thinking about what's coming up so it's always good to kind of be reflective with them and be like okay let's actually analyze why that mistake happened so we can improve that and then you can compete better and there's always as well experience you know you do need to have bad you know not necessarily bad experiences but experiences where things don't go right because that's where you make you learn the biggest lessons you know so and I always say that a lot to the athletes I know that today might not have gone how you wanted it to go but it actually needed to happen and I know that you can't understand that right now but you will understand that in you know down the track or in a few competitions time that you needed to just have a comp like that where you just kind of made all those mistakes and you learned from them um, I say that often say we're getting close to like a national championships like we are now and there'll be like two events to go and one will be really bad and I always say like, good, glad that happened because we don't want that to happen in two weeks' time at national so you got that out of your system. You've done that now. You're not going to do that again.
1: How do athletes respond when you say that? Does that give them a bit of a...
2: Yeah, I I think it's always a really positive thing. They're kind of like, oh, good. It's okay to make mistakes and it's what you learn from those mistakes and how you carry that through to the next thing that you do is that's how you get better. You know, no one's perfect. And um, in anything that you do in your life, not just in gymnastics, even what I do now, like I make mistakes every day, but I'm like, okay, why that didn't work? Or why don't we try something different? How can we get better? So it's just you constantly trying to
1: improve. Yeah. And you can take these kinds of lessons outside of the gym, um, which is what you're saying.
2: Uh, Like so much, so much of what I learned in sport through gymnastics, I carry today in everything that I do.
1: Yeah, I mean even your coaching um journey you would have evolved as time went on and um maybe when you first started you might not have known how to deal with a particular type of athlete who expresses their stress in one way. I mean they all deal with their pressure differently and I guess it can be really difficult for coaches to know how to help them especially when the coaches themselves are under pressure. So you know, how do you deal with the different personalities and how people cope with pressure at a competition, especially because that's kind of where it all comes to a head, right?
2: Yeah. And it's definitely something that you learn, like you said, from when I was a young coach to now all the different experiences that I've had, you become much more aware of the different personalities under pressure. And there are like really clear signs of when somebody's Not in the right headspace, and then working out strategies of how to help them get through that. So sometimes, you know, they might be warming up and they're really slow to get going and they're trying hard. It's not that they're not there and putting the right effort in, it's just like everything's hard and they can't do it and they're out of breath. Like they're coming over and they're like puffing. And I'm like, you're just nervous. Just we need to calm down, go have a drink. And then when you come back, this is what we're going to do and giving them a plan of action. We're going to practice this a few times and then we're going to move to this and have another drink, get your hand towel, then we're going to walk and then we're going to prepare. So then they're oh, okay, you've just worked that out for me. I don't have to overthink what I need to do to be prepared. I've just given you a little plan and you just follow that. And that generally helps them snap out of this space because they've got themselves in a space where they're just thinking a hundred million things and it's almost become so overwhelming that they are like stuck. They can't move they can't actually do anything and they can't understand why they can't do anything. Um, that's a really clear sign um, as a coach that you can look
1: out for. I'd be curious to know some of the other personalities. So you've mentioned, you know, people who are seeming sluggish on the day and, and overwhelmed in that way. What else do you see? that's a telltale, telltale sign of um, nerves and, and overwhelm.
2: Oh, um or just you know, sometimes even just like kind of forgetting what they're doing or doing something really strange or being really chatty, like kind of wanting to chat, like go around to different people and have a little conversation instead of, you know, just warming up because they're a little bit like overwhelmed with what they need to do. And sometimes I think as well, people around you project onto you as well. So you may come in, really organize and decide what you're going to do and then something throws you like somebody else is laughing and being silly or they're not and you just think like oh what are you doing and, and that distracts you from your plan that you came in with so yeah there's lots of different signs and it's just picking up on the little signs of what you can do to to help them and everyone's different like some athletes you will just need to joke with them you know that that's their that's their thing and you just kind of make everything really relaxed and you you know, you talk talk to them in a way that brings them back to real, the reality of what they're doing. So, you know, so we're just, just putting doing, it into
1: perspective, or
2: putting it into perspective. Yeah, we're How just do you, you like know, to at do the that? end of the day, um, you know, at the end of the day, you've got six minutes of gymnastics that you need to do well today. You know, you train thirty hours a week, and all we need to do is six minutes really well today, and that works really well. So many times, athletes are just like, ah. Oh, And just like, look at you like, yeah, that's it. That's all I've got to do. And that's when you're just like, yes, that worked. You can see that just flick a switch in them and then off they go. Or even like sometimes when I'm really like struggling, I have to like say like, look, you've got a ribbon in your hand and you're dancing on the floor. Isn't that silly? And they like laugh and I'm like, it's silly, right? Yeah, I did it too, but it's silly. Like silly, what are we making this into such a big deal about? You have fun. You love it. It's enjoyable and remember that when you go out on the floor and that works I like well. Because Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I, yeah, it's something you can, you know, it's to say like you've got a hula hoop. Like, what are you doing? What, like, just don't make it so stressful. Like, it's just something that you enjoy doing. You're really good at it. So go out there and do the best for you and put it all together, all the hard work that you've done.
1: So I'd love to know how, does all this compare with your experiences with athletes um, who've gone to, on to Com Games or, you know, other really big world events? What what's that been like supporting athletes at those competitions?
2: Yeah, like it's it's similar. Like everything that you learn through sort of your state level competitions and your national competitions, and obviously you, as your athletes move up in the ranks, you start to have experiences at an international level. But yeah, competing at Commonwealth Games or a World Championships or an Olympics, a, a kind of next level, and there are is that extra added pressure that you can't prepare for all of the time. And you know, if I look back on probably the most memorable experiences I've had have been at the twenty ten Commonwealth Games and the twenty eighteen Commonwealth Games. They for me are real highlights. Um, obviously, twenty ten was my sort of first real Commonwealth Games experience with an athlete and Australia was in a really good position to win a team gold medal. So there was a lot of pressure on us um, in the individual competition and in the team competition. We get to the competition and there's all these bugs everywhere, like flying, like you've never seen anything lying, like hundreds of insects. I think because of the bright lights, they had somehow all come into the arena and they were just like dying all over the floor and the girls are trying to train and I can't actually do this I'm like stop it it's just a moss we'll flick it off the map like I'm just trying to deal with like all of these other factors so that's something like particularly in the 2018 Commonwealth Games I remember this so clearly like we came to watch the artistic competition I think the day before the rhythmic started and just walked in and it was the most exciting experience I've ever had it was just like next level there were you know, videos projected onto the floor area and lights and smoke machines. And it was just amazing, amazing. And I do, I remember I felt overwhelmed, excited, but overwhelmed as a coach. And I remember looking at the, to the side, to the athletes, two of them looked just like me, they were just like, this is amazing. And you know, the other athlete, she was really overwhelmed by that. She didn't like it at all. She, I I could see her her face she looked really stressed and she just wanted to leave and it was really interesting like how the the environment can also affect the way that you come into an event as well you it either becomes really overwhelming or you know really exciting and you've got to work out what you do with that when you get there and you it's sometimes stuff that you just can't prepare for and how do you handle that and it's just having a good mindset and analyzing you know how you feel and how are we going to overcome this.
1: Can you talk to me a little bit about the position Nazmi was in at the 2010 games?
2: Yeah, well, Nazmi, we had a podium training the day before the competition and it just didn't go well. She just had lots of mistakes and she she just looked like she wasn't handling the pressure really well and I kind of walked away from the session really stressed and I was like, oh, gosh, I I don't know what to do. I'm going to call her sports psychologist and talk to him. And he was actually like, I need to talk to you. I actually need to tell you how you can help her. I I don't need to talk to her. We're prepared. She's done everything. I actually think you just need to be really mindful of the way you're projecting your stress and your body language and and what you're saying to her and try and be just really positive and show her that, Yep, you know, it's a big occasion but you're not letting that phase you and that will make her reassured and that will make her feel better. And that's kind of how we went into the first day of competition and it worked really well. So I just tried to keep that the whole time. And it was really hard. I remember being like really reflective and being like, stop it, smiling, shoulders back that's okay. Like if something like a mistake happened, I'd be like, it's fine. Even though inside I'm like, why is that happening? Stop it. Like, you know, internally I might've been saying all this thing, but on the outside, it was like, that's okay. Don't worry. You're not going to make that mistake. You never make that mistake. Let's just practice it one more time. You know, when you make mistakes, it just means you need a little bit more warm up that day. So mistakes are just telling you the things you need to watch out for. They're not the end of the world. They just mean, let's practice that five times and then that mistake's gone. So just was a a really good experience for me as a coach to be really mindful of my behavior and in getting that right, which we did get, I did get right and she did what she needed to do and I gave her what she needed and we had an amazing experience and really successful competition. And I've probably carried that through in all the coaching that I've done and try to apply those same principles.
1: I'd love to know what are some things that coaches do that are actually not helpful that maybe they think they're doing something helpful but it's not really
2: <laughs> kind of projecting your emotions onto that athlete so getting upset when they make a mistake because they're already upset so you're not helping the situation and like that's your first reaction like oh why did you do that you know not doing that when they come off even though that's Kind of how you feel, just being like, it's okay, it's fine. Look, let's think about it. Let's go back through the routine. You only had two little mistakes. They might have felt really big mistakes, and that you know you don't usually make those mistakes. But in the scheme of things, they're not that big. It's fine. Okay, we've got three more routines to go. So just trying to make sure you know they're obviously it's it's their life, it's their everything they train for. So you don't want to add to that when they've they're disappointed or they haven't done the performance that they want to do, because I just don't think that it doesn't get anywhere, mm. making them feel worse than they already feel is not actually going to help them perform better for the next routine. So just being, being really conscious of your emotions and, you know, you might feel that way and you might need to say that to another coach or something, cause you just need to get it off your chest, but don't do it to the athlete. Just, you know, try to find a way to frame even, A mistake into a more positive, or what can we learn from it? A lot of the Mm. times I would say to the girls, like, imagine we had a blackboard, we wrote up that mistake, and then we just rubbed it off. Like, it doesn't exist. You're never going to think about it again. And you actually can't change the fact, but you can change what happens from here. You can go to the bathroom, regroup, and do three more fantastic routines. And that first routine that you had a mistake in won't matter anymore.
1: Yeah, that's really exciting that you're still you know learning as a coach as well how to really get messages through to different people it certainly isn't a dull experience being a coach even with your all your experience um, yeah over the years <laughs> yeah <So>. definitely <laughs> oh it's been so good talking to you Danny. I feel like I've learned so much um and I think our listeners will pick up some, some tidbits for sure. If not um, a whole lot. (laughs) It's
2: been really nice. It's kind of like nice to think back as well on all the amazing experiences that you've had and like be reflective on them as well. Because I think, you know, in the moment, they're really stressful and competition is stressful. So it's like to look back and be like, oh, like there's so many good memories and good things that have happened. And like, people that you've helped in different ways and go in different paths it's kind of like a pretty special special job that you have as a coach it's very rewarding and yeah it's nice to remember that
0: that was awesome I could listen I could have listened to Danny for another three hours
1: yeah it was great talking to her I really thought she had some great insights on the way different people cope with pressure
0: yeah absolutely and i think unpacking the different kinds of athletes and different tips i think is going to be really practical
1: yeah and just you know an idea on how to put it all into perspective i thought was so valuable and just giving that wider view of the situation so good
0: 100 and and on that as well just the fact that coaches never stop learning you know danny who's a coach at the top of her game still admitted that there's things that she learns and things that she changes. And I think that's a great thing for us all to remember as coaches. But enough of what we think. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Gym New South Wales. Leave us a comment. Give us your thoughts. Otherwise, we will talk to you next month in our next edition of the Gymnastics New South Wales podcast, Raise the Bar.